I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. been going through i mean just the past couple of days i think everything that i've been listening to recently podcast wise is just kind of heavy yeah and so i was like i want something silly yeah so i've been listening to our podcast yes good <laughs> it's like i don't know sometimes i'm like that's really that narcissistic of me to be like ha 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 but <laughs> you've said it before though like I've this is your before. favorite podcast it's my favorite because it has your favorite humor the jokes were written for me and by you by me with someone that i like a whole lot and me no (laughs) and this content that i care about obviously or i wouldn't make it and i forget immediately so i listened to kazam recently great episode and now i'm listening to flubber so good (laughs) are you just gonna listen to the movies that we hated yeah i like listening to the bad ones those are the best episodes but (laughs) Plus, also, because Kazam mind. was, like, right after March Sadness, and I was like, I'm not interested in listening to any... I don't listen to Grave of the oh, Fireflies again, no. so I was just like, what do we got? You know, give me the... I want to go back and listen to Getting Even With Dad. That is going to be my next one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was like, I just... I like... I don't know. We're just so upset. Yeah. And it's just losing our really minds. funny to me. Which is... It is kind of wild. I don't know. I was listening to a true crime podcast earlier, and the host... I mean, I guess it's the right way to do it, but he was just kind of like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. And I'm like, how is he not upset Yeah, <laughs> about any of these things? Like, I'm upset about Ted Danson's ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> how do you not get mad? Yeah. But, um, I mean, this just truly is the best podcast ever, but you guys know that because you're listening to it. And if you're just joining us for the first time ever... <laughs> I'm Meat Wedge, and I'm full of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bucket Snake, and I'm shiny. But truly, really, if you're not making content that you love, why are you doing it? You know? Yeah. If you're making music that you wouldn't listen to, right. get out of there. I've said it before. People are going to I'm know. sure, on the podcast. But when I was a kid, I really liked the Backstreet Boys, because yeah. I was a kid. And then one day, I had this realization. I was like, grown men do not listen to this music. And these are grown men. And I was like, do they like the music they're making? Or are they just doing this for money? And then I just became jaded at yeah. 11 years old. Well, except <laughs> that's flawed in two ways. One, grown men love the Backstreet Boys. I don't think they did at the time. Yeah, probably not. I mean, some did, but probably not as many yeah. as do now. Mm-hmm. And also, they that's were not. The grown men now are the ones who were kids then. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, there's some. I don't know. But. Also, the Backstreet Boys were not grown men at the time. That's <laughs> some of fair. them were like 15. <laughs> yeah. Well, but some of them were like 30. That's true. Some of them were grown men. 
But, I'm, I'm sure that they did enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah, it was mostly just, they didn't set out to do that. Yeah. They were like, we like, I'm sure they were like, we love to make music and we love to sing. How do we make money from it? And yeah. some some grown men were like, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And then they're still out there doing it to this day. As they should be. Which is wild. So. 30 years later. Anyway, speaking of what we're doing, we're recording this podcast. It's called Replay Rewind. Uh, like we said, that's Meat Wedge and I'm Bucket Snake. And we talk about kids movies, specifically kids movies before the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And we have four episodes a month, three of them leading up to the movie of the month. This is episode three, which means it is a theme episode. And we are going to talk about the theme of the movie that we're talking about this month, which I don't know if tornadoes is the theme of Tall Tale. No, but, but it is related. Well, and it's like the most memorable part to both of us. Like we both remember that part really clearly. Right. So that's what we chose. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could have <laughs> talked about Lumberjacks, but yeah. that's super dry. Well, and only you're interested in that. So. <laughs> only from an aesthetic standpoint. I'm not like, oh, that's for straight girls. A lumberjack. <laughs> that's for straight girls. That's not true at all. <laughs> no, no, Let me show you kidding. this lesbian TikTok that I have found. <laughs> <laughs> who just cuts wood and everybody's like oh my god yeah have you seen that the arms that i'm not sure of their pronouns but they just fold laundry in a really like yes just really efficient way but it's very sexual somehow i have seen that because the comments are just like oh no <laughs> like they're so funny i'm Am sure I you sent it to me but towel sexual now <laughs> i gotta go fold something yeah but we're not talking about lumberjacks we're talking about storm chasing yes the act of following a storm usually for funsies quickly which is one yeah not like on instagram no not in your car <laughs> Yeah, storm chasing, because there's a tornado in Tall Tale, and our bonus movie of the month, if you join our Patreon, is Twister. Yes. So it's going to be a stormy month here. So excited to watch Twister. For the first time. For the very first time. I know. I'm sorry to have disappointed all of you. You guys shouldn't be surprised (laughs) at this point, though. Storm chasing is broadly defined as the deliberate pursuit of any severe weather phenomenon, regardless of motive. But most commonly for curiosity, adventure, scientific investigation, or for news or media coverage. First off, I love the idea that you're accidentally following a storm. <laughs> well, it made me think, like, what if a storm was following you? <laughs> you're like, no! Stop it! <laughs> I'm being stalked by a tornado. Oh, except, like, that guy in... Uh, did you read all of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Like, all the books? No. So in one of the later books, there's a guy, he's a traveling salesman. Mm. And he just travels all around the United Kingdom and it's always raining wherever he goes. And he just is like, I mean, his whole life, he's like, it just, it has rained every day of my life. Like, but I move around a lot. So like, I just have the worst luck ever. Oh. And it turns out that's not true at all. He's actually a rain god and he doesn't know. Oh no. And the clouds are just like trying to like pay tribute to him because they love him, you know? And they're like, you're our god and we love you and he's just like grumble 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 it rains all the time i know it's just a really okay that's just think about that a lot i know so if you're being followed by a storm that way but that's just rain this is like a violent yeah a violent storm but also i love two two thing is (laughs) there's like curious most commonly curiosity adventure scientific investigation or news or media coverage Mm -hmm. what else is there what other possible motives could you have for following a tornado like yeah, that's it. Revenge. 
when I was a child. The pursuit of justice. <laughs> tornado tore at my house and I'm, I won't rest until... Until like, like destroy a tornado? Yeah, yeah what other know. reason? You're cursed to follow tornadoes? Yeah. Like you have to? Like I, You're in love with a tornado. You're in love? You're physically aroused. <laughs> by storms. <laughs> tornado sexual. I guess that could be adventure though. Yeah. It just It's just <laughs> silly to be like, most commonly, like... yeah. That's it. You named everything. What else is in the pie chart? Just other? Mm-hmm. So. It's like 98% other. Yep. So storm chasing is chiefly a recreational endeavor. It's a hobby for most people. You can mm-hmm. get a job in it, but for most people, they just do it for fun. Yeah. Much like everyone's dad who stood on the porch when it rained outside. <laughs> and was just like. Oh, yeah. Damn, look at the rain. Mm. Hands on hips. Oh, yeah. My father absolutely didn't sound like that, but other than that. Yeah. It's just such a dad thing to do. Stand to just out like, there and go. Watch it rain. Man, it's really coming down. That's step one. Step two is when you chase it around. You get off the porch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if I got in that van over there? Yeah. Let's, let's see where this goes. So chasers usually giving their motives as photographing or video recording the storm or various personal reasons. Again, vendetta. <laughs> childhood vendetta against tornadoes. Horny. These can include the beauty of the views afforded by the sky and the land, the mystery of not knowing precisely what will unfold, damage, the journey to an undetermined destination on the open road. What just that? Okay. Intangible experiences such as feeling one with a much larger and more powerful natural world, the challenge of correctly forecasting and intercepting storms with optimal vantage points, and pure thrill seeking. I do love. <sighs> Just the sheer romanticization of storm chasers in this Wikipedia article. Yeah. Just like the journey to an undetermined destination on the open road. I'm going to get intentionally lost and then I'll have to find my way home. Yep. Just looking for a cloud. Yeah. I followed that storm and now we're in Kansas. Where We are in Kansas. (laughs) How do we get here? Chasing a storm. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. But. You can do it for a job. According to OnlineDegree.com, don't know how sound their research is, but that's the website that I found. You you know, you don't need any schooling to be a storm chaser. You can just literally do it. That is legit. You don't need to go to school for it. Some people go to school for meteorology and then find that they're more interested in storm chasing Mm -hmm. and so they branch off from there, but you don't need any formal schooling. You do need training because it can be very dangerous. Yeah. Um... The training is run away. <laughs> no, run toward. Ah. But carefully. <laughs> That's the training. That's it. Now we're storm chasers. Great. With caution. Um, uh, But according to that website, the median storm chaser income is about 90000 a year. That's so much. That's so much. Like, I don't believe you. I mean, unless you're literally like on a film crew. Yeah. And you make documentaries with a steady income. But, like, how can you make... I just don't understand how it could be a career unless you work for, you know, like... Yeah. You you, have to work for something where storm chasing is part of it. But your whole... You cannot be... I just can't imagine you could be a freelance storm chaser and earn 90000 a year. Right. I think it's... If you're working for, like, the National Weather Service, you know, and they're like, go... Get, look at that yeah did, were we right is it where we said it was gonna be yeah. you know that sort of thing go take the measurements of the barometric pressure etc et mm. get out there you're an idiot go <laughs> stand in the tornado <laughs> we need someone to go photograph it yeah who looks gullible but like i said usually it's just a hobby which i was thinking about it and i was like i mean there is 
it comes up time and time again for me i like the idea of this group of people all with their specific job Mm -hmm. in this dangerous situation and i was like that's why i love heists and it's also partially why i love pirates and i'd never put the two together yeah but pirates are kind of that same feel of like you know when you're in the shit doing a heist yeah all the time and but it's also that same feel of like (laughs) when it get when the storm gets all crazy you know and they're like all right you're over the all hands on deck like yeah we all have to work together yeah. or we won't survive. And I just, I don't know, I've always liked that. So. Maybe that's why I like baseball, too. Put it together in my brain. Also true, a lot less dangerous. <laughs> well, yeah, but everybody has their job to yeah. complete the task. Yeah. It's not just one guy. Yeah. 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 Teams. Go team. <laughs> cool. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> hey, this is this is about our brains as much as it is about movies. Oh, so. Absolutely. So if you want to get started in storm chasing, the best thing to do is join the Skywarn program, which is offered by the National Weather Service, which I kind of want to do. Yeah. Because I think I've said on this pod before, I have a vague bucket list plan of I've never actually acted on it, but I would like to get every license that's available to just like your average Joe. Oh, yeah. Hunting, fishing, concealed carry. Yeah. uh, Private eye. Private eye. We've talked about that one. Yeah. Extensively. And then you can be a storm chaser it's like a two-hour course it's free and it's online so it's i'm like free? maybe i'll be you, not a storm chaser but a storm spotter okay. so you can can kind of like oh if the wind is coming in from this direction and it feels like this tomorrow it might you know this uh. is what we're gonna get so you can kind of like predict a little bit based on direction and and if it feels hot or cold or whatever red sky at night yeah <laughs> sailor's delight absolutely so yeah i mean it's I don't know. <laughs> Something that we could do. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. Live storm spotters on the Patreon. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Take the quizzes and be like, now we're good at it. Look at that one. Look at this one. I mean, it might be kind of fun. I did enjoy I learning so. about weather when I was in school and like all the different types of clouds. That's cute. Yeah. If that's part of it, I'll do it. I think it definitely is. And then I love a cloud. And then you're like, cool, you're in the registry of storm spotters. What if the news called us and they were like, did you see a storm? Did you see anything? Be like, I was asleep. <laughs> Slept right through it. Am so I getting sorry. paid for this? <laughs> I am such a light sleeper unless it is storming. Yeah. Those storms almost never wake me up. That's funny. I don't know. I was talking about that too with Hot Toes because she sleeps like a tornado. Yeah. Next to me. Yes. And I don't wake up. Yeah. But if Cricket moves across the room yeah. and makes one tiny sound, I'm like, what? Are you okay? <laughs> You're just an anxious parent. That's the problem. Yeah, I guess so. You're like, Hot Toes can fend for herself. She's older than I am. <laughs> but my baby. <laughs> my little baby. Oh, no. Yeah, let's get certified. Fuck it. Okay. So teach me a little bit about the history of the chase. I will. Please. Uh, First, I would like to say there is a lot of information, a lot of different websites where you can get this info about the history of storm chasing. Yeah. All of them are poorly made <laughs> and poorly written. They're not... These uh, people are passionate, yes. but they are not not well read. Good at writing, yeah. Mm-mm. So uh, bear with me. Okay, I fixed some of it. All right, we'll see what happens. So some people have made an argument that the Scottish naturalist John Muir is history's first recorded storm chaser because one afternoon in December of 1874, Muir climbed a 100 foot tall Douglas spruce during a fierce windstorm characteristic of the Sierra region of California to feel for himself what the top 
tops of the trees experience. That's adorable. Mira clung to the top of the spruce for hours, riding the storm out. He later wrote, Never before did I enjoy so noble an exhilaration of motion. (laughs) Just not to... What do the trees experience? Yeah, that guy's fine. I like that. (laughs) He's probably very normal. Only one way to find out. Yep, I gotta climb up there while it's windy. Mm Mm-hmm. And just see. And now he knows. Okay, but David Hoadley is widely considered the pioneer of storm chasing. Okay. And he began chasing in his hometown in North Dakota in 1956. So there's a there's a good argument that t- to be made that like people have always observed storms. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. lots of cultures have created myths around storm. You sure. know, like we have always been looking. Yeah. But it wasn't until we had cars. Yeah. That we could actually chase them. Right, because they're going so fast. Yeah, we couldn't. Like, well, there it goes. Move fast enough before. I mean, I guess if you were on a train in it. Happened to go yeah. the right direction. <laughs> Which, like, would be cool, but then everyone else on the train is like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it, we got We're on the storm chasing train again. Go- so that's how you would be accidentally storm yes. chasing. <laughs> I'd just be like, I'm not looking. <laughs> so, in 1956, there was a tornado warning when he was in Dodge City, Kansas, and instead of running away, he headed towards the twister. Mm-hmm. And so following this experience, he chased storms along Tornado Alley, which extends from Texas to North Dakota and Ohio, every spring and summer thereafter, refining his self-taught forecasting technique. So he just made this shit up as he went. Yeah. He just saw his first tornado and was like, hell yeah. Yeah. I want more of that. That's tight. So his solitary pursuit of storms eventually gave rise to the subculture of storm chasers. Okay. I love a subculture. Oh, yeah. We went to a cat show. Mm-hmm. And cat people are very specific people. Mm-hmm. I love going to the reptile expo. Yeah. Because reptile people are a very specific type of people. That's true. And it just, I don't know. You're like, you can just see it where you're like, this is not for me, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad you all have each other. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy. Which I, I just think it's cool. And I've always really been fascinated by, like, long-haul trucker culture. Yes. Like, I would love to go undercover and just be like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Yeah. They get their, you know, every subculture has its little, like, things that you all understand and, like, yeah, secret codes. I don't yeah. know. It's cool. We could get a ham radio. Oh, that's another certification we could get. It's, like, oh. ham radio certified. So. Nice. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. <laughs> We're already podcasters. I mean, oh. it's the next logical step. It's true. <laughs> I said, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Hey, baby girl, what's going on? I have a podcast. <laughs> Do you want to hear about my podcast? It's about kids' movies. Let me see your phone. <laughs> what's your favorite children's movie? <laughs> oh, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Repellent. Yes. So anyway, the rise of the subculture of storm chasers. By the 70s and 80s, storm chasing enjoyed popularity among both hobbyists seeking excitement and scientists seeking data. This led to full scientific expeditions into the heart of the storms and a better understanding of nature. Yeah. Hoadley was also the founder of Stormtrack Magazine, a newsletter that aimed to bring chasers together, creating the first sense of chaser community. <laughs> That's so cute. I know. Love the community. Neil Ward was the first scientific storm chaser, developing many ideas about thunderstorms and tornado structure, forecasting, and intercepting storms. And he enlisted the help of the Oklahoma Highway Patrol to study storms. 
He his work pioneered modern storm spotting and made institutional chasing a reality. <laughs> you think he talked to these other storm chasers and was like, "What'd you find out?" And they were like, "Oh, it looked cool. We just do it for fun and to see if we won't die." And he was just like, "Write something down. <laughs> <laughs> There's data <laughs> to be had. Collect and information." Like, ah, nah, that's not really my jam. Yeah. I tried once and the papers blew away, and I was like, "Well." <laughs> Not meant to be. No. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So the first coordinated storm chasing activity sponsored by institutions began in 1969. So it grew pretty fast. Yeah. Because it started in 66 or 56. Yeah. And then in 69, it's like, all right, we've got sponsorship now so let's see what we can get done <laughs> yeah vehicles were outfitted with various meteorological instrumentation and hail catching apparatus and were directed into suspected hail regions of thunderstorms by a controller at a radar site the controller communicated with the vehicles by radio so they just driving right in there just to see yeah on may 24th 1973 a tornado rated f4 struck the union city area which was in Kansas. And it was the first tornado widely documented by science as part of a storm chasing field research. The National Severe Storms Laboratory placed numerous storm chasers around the tornado to capture the life cycle on film. The life cycle of a tornado. Aww. From baby to death. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those little scratchy videos that you watch where it's like popping and then yeah. it's like the life cycle of a tornado. <laughs> so I, I mean that's pretty much the history of it. It's not it's not that old, so... Yeah, just not a whole lot to talk about. Just sure. Just some dudes were like, this is cool, and we could collect data about it. So, I also... I collected some data about some interesting storms. Uh, personally? Were you in them? No. Now they're getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. <laughs> no. So, the deadliest tornado that ever happened was on March 18th, 1925. Okay. And it is called the Tri-State Tornado because it occurred in three different states, Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. That makes sense. It was an F5 tornado, which is also, it was also the longest ever, and it stretched for 219 miles across these three states. It lasted for three and a half hours and killed 695 people. Oh, my God. The tornado is also part of the tri-state tornado outbreak, the deadliest group of tornadoes, and overall, the whole outbreak killed 747 people. Yikes. That's so many people. Yeah, that's a lot. I wonder how many tornadoes were in the outbreak. I don't know. We are going to talk right now about a super outbreak that Um, happened in 2011. No. It was, it occurred between April 27th and April 28th, 
in 21 states and part of southern Canada. 216 tornadoes touched down as part of this outbreak. Oh, my God. And overall, the storm system had 360 tornadoes. And while it isn't the most destructive tornado, this storm system as a whole killed 348 people. 324 of the deaths were directly from the tornadoes. Yeah. Not just from, like, injury, I guess. Yeah. Long-term injury. I don't know. <laughs> like, power outages, I guess, is what they yeah. mean. Not just, like, flooding or... I don't know what they mean. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. This entire event cost about $10 billion in damage. Yikes. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so much. I was so scared of tornadoes when I was a kid, but now reading about this, I'm like, that seems fake. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I don't know if they do them anymore, but I remember doing tornado drills yeah, in school. Me too. Having to go out in the hallway and put your head over your, put your mm-hmm. hands over your head. They probably don't have time now. They have to do active shooter drills. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Between the fire drills and the active shooter drills, when do you have time for a tornado? Right. You don't. You don't. So we have said, you know, F5, F4. What does it mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Well, the rating system is based upon how fast the wind is going. Okay. Over a three-second gust. Okay. So an F1 tornado is 86 to 110 miles an hour. F2, 111 to 135 miles an hour. F3, 136 to 165. An F4 is 166 to 200 miles an hour. Mm. And an F5 is a three-second gust of wind over 200 miles an hour. Yeah. And just anywhere. It's just up. What do you need to know past that? It's over 200 miles. Yeah. That's it. It's gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. That's insane. It's so... Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting caught in a very violent storm. Yeah. Right now. No. <laughs> the door moved. I remember getting caught in a very violent storm as a child. And my I think my brother and I were outside because oh. it just kind of happened super fast. You know, because my parents, yeah. like we were just saying, the kind of people, I mean, I do this now, where you're sitting outside till like the last minute. You yeah. Because it's just like, what is it going to look like? What's yeah. going to happen? You know, I'll, and I'll go inside when I go inside. If it's summer and mm-hmm. there's not lightning, it's yeah. kind of nice to be in the rain. Yeah. You don't have anywhere to be like. Exactly. Just well, stand we in the rain, play in the puddles. A big covered porch. Yeah. And so we were all just kind of sitting out. And we had friends who were visiting from California. And so we were just like, oh man, look at this crazy like summer Kentucky storm. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, and my brother and I were still outside and we went to go inside and the wind was blowing so hard my parents could not open the door. And so it was just like the glass like storm door, and we were on the outside of it, and we're like seven and oh, four, no. you know, and we were just like, We're gonna get sucked into the tornado <laughs> we're gonna get tornadoed <laughs> you know so it went from like, i don't want to go to oz Ooh, fun spooky to like oh my god please let me in the house and they're yeah. like we're trying and it's like that was kind of scary yeah no fair but it's really the only time that i've ever felt threatened you know truly threatened by yeah. a storm but we didn't have a basement in our house growing up so if it was getting real sketchy we would go over to my grandmother's house who was only about a mile away so yeah she had a basement but we did not have a basement either and there were a couple times there were like tornado warnings in the summer near ish our house. Mm-hmm. And once we did have a crawl space, and once we were going to get in the crawl space, but we opened, it was like one where you like open the, what is this? <laughs> like, like the cellar door. I mean, like the yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. Not like a real door. 
Right. Like, it's yeah, in like the a ground. Hatch. A hatch. Okay. Sure. We opened it, and there was just a snake. <laughs> like, a big snake. Yeah. And I was like, <sighs> like, I'll brave the tornado, Yeah, I we'll think. be fine. Um, Imagine actually, getting picked up by that tornado, and then there's the snake. <laughs> Snake's like, God damn it! I was open that door, asshole. I was in the cellar. I was fine. (laughs) Uh, What we actually ended up doing is there was a barn on the land next to our house that nobody used, and it was kind of built into the like half into the ground, sort Mm -hmm. of. So we like got in there and got up against the wall that was underground. Yeah, so many bugs. Yeah, yeah, real gross. I mean, I thought it was cool. Yeah, but that's just me. Yeah. And then another time, we had to run across the highway to our neighbor's house because I grew up on a, not like a interstate highway, but just like a two lane mm-hmm. highway where the speed limit's 55. Mm-hmm. And we had to run across the road and go up the, ba- the big hill to our friend's house and beat on their door so that they would let us in and get down in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. That was exciting. Yeah. But nothing ever happened. Thankfully. Yeah. That's good. My most recent, I mean, a couple, what, months ago, there was like a the tornado warning windstorm around here and yeah. I was at work. So it was just me and a four-year-old boy mm-hmm. and then an 18-month-old boy. And we were just like, but I was just, you know, just being chill. I was like, hey, there might be a tornado. Yeah. Um, Let's pack up some toys to play with if we have to go hang out in the basement. Yeah. So I just was like, here's my bag. It's got books in there. Yeah. It's got diapers <laughs> yeah whatever you gotta do we might have to go but i just you know tried to be as chill as possible i mean that's how it was when this happened when i was a kid when there were tornadoes because my stepdad was never home he worked all the time so it's just my mom and three children right trying to like figure out where to go yeah it's just one of those situations where you realize where you're like i I would really like for there to be an adult and you're like oh it's me i'm (sighs) the adult you know and just like hey man but but it was fine ended up not even losing power or anything so. yeah it was all good but yeah um i don't know they can be super scary very excited for you to watch twister yeah so I... that you can see, see 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 what it's all about yeah yeah there in a couple of the articles they mentioned twister obviously like increasing people's interest in storm chasing yeah but several of the articles were like although it isn't an accurate depiction of storm chasing <laughs> oh yeah okay sure yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> we know how they work. Well, I was trying to find, I don't know, I guess because I have stockpiled. I like when people romanticize the shit out of something that you wouldn't think. Yeah. Would be. I have stockpiled just romanticized baseball quotes, you know, yeah. where people are like, it's a sport. And you're like, you don't get it. <laughs> Let me tell you about the emotions. Right. And I was like, so I was looking for some really good, like, storm chasing, mm-hmm. which I mean, the most the most poignant ones that I found were just the Wikipedia article themselves. But I read this article from this one guy who was like, if you want to be a storm chaser, you have to fall in, not fall in love with, but you have to be okay with being disappointed a lot. He's like, that's a huge part of it is you go, you know, you're like, well, we think there's going to be a storm and then it ends up not, it ends up being nothing. Mm. And he was talking about one time, you know, Oh, we were, driving around in colorado and then we were like well there's maybe because we didn't see anything let's maybe go this way and they ended up in kansas because they were like maybe kansas is going to be good and while they were in kansas some big fuck off storms happened in colorado and they're like we were just there and they got nothing in kansas so yeah he's like you just have to be you know disappointment is a huge part of it yeah 
So he ended his little article by saying, we do it for the love of the storm. Those all too fleeting moments with one of the strongest forces of nature make the endless miles, gut tangling food and questionable hotels worth it. Coming back exhausted, you can't help but already start yearning for the next adventure. And that was Ian Livingston from his article for the love of the storm. Nice. Just like, that's cute. I don't know. Just people who are like. Yeah. So into what they do that you're like, yeah. I don't get it, but Godspeed, yeah. Ian. Happy for you. Yeah. That reminded me of something that I forgot to put in the notes. But did you know that you can go on storm chasing tours? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's how storm chasers make money. Yeah. Taking people on tours. Well, I found one website that I would just like to read because it's spicy. Okay. Ooh, okay. This is their official website that you go to, stormchasing.com, okay. to book a storm chasing tour with this company. Are you ready to experience the fury of Mother Nature like never before? Our storm chasing tours are available for booking. Whether you're a thrill seeker or a severe storm enthusiast, our team of expert storm chasers will take you on a journey like no other. With over two decades of experience in storm chasing, did you know we were the first to offer storm chasing tours in Tornado Alley before Days of the Internet and before the TV show Storm Chasers? No drama and hype. All right. We've gained the skills and knowledge necessary to lead you to the most awe-inspiring severe weather phenomena, but we don't just chase severe storms on high-risk days. We think outside the box to find the most incredible severe storm and sites on low-risk and no-risk days, too. Our track record speaks for itself. Just check out the amazing tornado on our website to write on this page that we caught on a low-risk day when others took the day off and were lounging by the pool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. I also the term storm chasing, just the word ch- rather than following. Yeah, implies that you were trying to catch it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then what? The end of a chase usually you're like I would like a to capture, hold it in my hands. Yeah, it's a tornado. Yeah, you so I can't. guess you capture it on film. You see it. I okay. saw it. We record it. But it's just like yeah, we're chasing it. Yeah. But Why that? Who that is? And this seems so. Hopefully, I'm not spoilersing myself for a Twister. But that seems like the plot of just like your average B disaster movie where it's yeah. like let's take these saps these inexperienced saps on our little storm chase yeah. it's perfectly safe and then they all you end up having to rescue all of them and they all end up dying because all of this it also- was just supposed to be yeah it also sounds very similar to like ghost hunting yeah we'll take you on the thing. you have to be prepared to be disappointed and stay in weird hotels and eat shitty food yeah <laughs> and we'll go on days and we'll check out places that people don't think is on it and we'll touch stuff you're not supposed to <laughs> <laughs> we're going behind all the doors you're not supposed to go behind yeah 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 it just seems like Doesn't similar like hunting. yeah cultures at least we know tornadoes are real <laughs> What if they're the ghost of storms? Other storms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The ghost of storms past. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's storm chasing. I hope you that feel prepared. It's storm chasing. And we will give you an update once we complete our storm chasing. Oh, yes. Or <laughs> training. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it on Patreon. Storm spotting. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So if you're, you know, part of our Patreon, you'll get to hear Come on it. over. Yep. Listen to us. Learn about. Learn about storms. storms. How to spot them. With your eyeballs, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you got to feel, learn to feel the wind. Doing it wrong my whole life. Maybe you got to smell it. <laughs> Did you know 
Speaking of, that humans are like the most sensitive to smelling when it's going to rain. No. Like we can smell when rain is coming in like such a tiny like parts per billion. Huh. That is better than most other species of animal. That's interesting. Isn't it? I can always smell when it's about to rain. Yeah. Well, I read somewhere that it's just because things are wet and you can smell them more when they're wet, which is why like your shower always smells like so intense you know when you get out of it the bathroom so it's it's not like that the rain per se has a smell it's just you smell the asphalt is wet and then this yeah. is wet but... well that's like if it has rained but yeah that's, that's this true. was like this is we rain can tell is coming. it's going to rain yeah hmm. interesting very interesting i mean well, it cool. makes sense we used to live outside yeah <laughs> i know that's we have I don't to understand. have some sort of survival instincts left yeah yeah you would think speaking of surviving <sighs> If you need us, oh, we'll be you on need us? Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast. We will also be on all the other things um, <laughs> to listen all to. All of it. We're on LinkedIn. We're on. No, we're not. <laughs> that would be funny. We're on. Our resume is just every movie we've ever covered. Vampire Freaks. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. We're on Zanga. <laughs> uh, Talking about our feelings. You can. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple and iHeart Music and I always joke about that one, but I truly can't remember what it is. iHeart Radio. iHeart Radio. Yeah. And uh, Amazon, but not Stitcher. No, RIP. Rip. Lost a real one. Rip Stitch. Um, you can come check out our Patreon for money. Give us money. Yeah, so we can money. keep doing this for for the next thirty years, just like the Backstreet Boys. Woo-hoo. Uh, we've got bonus episodes. Like we said, we're going to go cover Twister for this month, which I'm very excited about. Um, we sometimes make up our own movies. Sometimes we stick two movies together. There's a lot of goofy shit going on over there. I've been reading uh, Madam Doubtfire, the book that inspired Mrs. Doubtfire. It's wildly different. Mm. So you should go check it out. Um, That's it. Yeah. Patreon.com will send you a sticker. We will shout your name out on the show. If you just want like one or two episodes or you want this adorable magnet that I personally drew, you can go to ko-fi.com slash replay rewind podcast and pick it up over there. Just, you know, support us uh, monetarily if you feel like it. Yeah. Give us your money. If you don't feel like doing that, just tell a friend. Yeah. Give us your friends. (laughs) Give us your friends. They will be (laughs) our friends now and they'll like us more than you. <laughs> That's not true. I'm just kidding. In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and reuse. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.